You're listening to the Tells of Leadership podcast. This podcast is for leaders at any phase on their leadership journey to become a more purposeful and accountable leader, what I like to call a pal. Join me on our journey together towards transformational leadership. All right, team, welcome back to Tales of Leadership. I am your host, Josh McMillian, founder of McMillian Leadership Coaching, an active duty Army officer with over 15 years of leadership experience and on a mission to create more purposeful, accountable leaders, what I like to call a pal. In today's episode, I'm going to be going over seven ways leaders can lose at self-leadership. This is going to be part of a two-part series where I define seven ways you can lose and seven ways that you can win at self-leadership. A good way to start with this is there are six phases of leadership. And if you want to know what those are, if this is the first time you're hearing this podcast, go back to some of our previous podcast episodes and listen to that two-part series of where I clearly defined what the six phases of leadership are. John Maxwell describes leadership as a verb. It's the leader's responsibility to take their team on a journey and create a big, bold vision. However, you have to create a vision for yourself first before you can lead others. Leadership is a lifelong journey. And I define the process as building your leadership bridge. Each phase of our leadership bridge is built upon if we've adequately met the standard of where we're at. The first phase is self-leadership. So why is self-leadership the first phase on our journey? You have to learn to master yourself before you can learn to lead other people. And that takes three things. If you want to be a rad leader, routine, accountability, and discipline, you have to learn to lead yourself first. So what are the seven ways that you can lose at self-leadership? The first way is failing to develop good habits. All great leaders have one thing in common, and they have good, strong, shared routines that reinforce good habits. For example, Tim Cook, CEO of Apple, wakes up at 3.45 in the morning. General Stanley McChrystal, a retired general from the Army, woke up at 4 a.m. in the morning. Now, waking up in the morning is just one example of a good habit, but I argue that it is probably one of the most important ones because it sets the foundation for the rest of your day. By starting the day off with a win, you're cultivating an abundance mindset that allows you to go into your day or your week coachable, curious, and committed. The rule of three C's. Remember one thing though, when you're going and you're establishing a new routine or a habit, it's important to understand what works for someone else may not work for you. Now, if you want to know what I do, I wake up at 4 a.m. every morning and I follow the morning routine that I read in the book by Hal Elrod called The Miracle Morning and it's called Savers. Silence, affirmation, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing. I do a form of my savers every single morning, and then I go and seize my day. But what works for me will not work for you. You have to find what works for you. The second way you can lose at self-leadership is lacking discipline. Remember, growth is uncomfortable, and your body fights back when you push yourself beyond your physical and mental limits. 
to break through these plateaus that occur on everyone's journey, you need to reinforce yourself with accountability systems. That could be a process, a person, or a system. Several different examples of an accountability system could be a mastermind group. It could be an inner circle of people that you respect and trust. It could be hiring a coach, or it could be a close friend that'll keep you or a process or a system itself. Everyone needs an accountability tree or a ranger buddy that we like to call it in the army. That unmovable object that is deeply rooted and provides shade and support. Another great way, uh, if you're lacking discipline, is to truly reflect on your purpose. Said another way, what is your passion? If you're lacking discipline, it is because your why is not big enough. So here's a couple questions to reflect on. Why are you on this earth? What will your legacy be? And can you define your Christmas morning? Christmas morning for me is a time of joy because I wake up and I know that I'm going to be able to bring joy to other people. It is a selfless day, not a selfish day. It's not about the presence. It is about bringing joy to people. When I was in company command story time, I would make over 2000 cookies and I would deliver them to every single one of my soldiers and their families that was still there and go around to the gate guards and all the first responders and just use Christmas as a day of servant leadership. So Christmas morning for me brings a smile to my face. So what is your Christmas morning? If you could do one thing every single day, what would that be that could bring joy to your face? Passion demands a response. And when you can find your passion and align it with your purpose, it allows you to get through those hard times when you're lacking discipline. All right. The next way that you can lose at self-leadership is poor time management. You will fail when given authority if you cannot manage your time effectively with limited responsibility. We all have 24 hours in a day. First, you need to prioritize the activities that you do in a day. Are those activities helping you better yourself? Should you even spend time focusing on those activities or could it be better suited for someone else, maybe on your team? Second, plan out your day. I practice time blocking or what I like to call time bending, creating bins within my day using Google Calendar. And I've got to the point now where I just naturally know these time frames because I like to follow the rule, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. That's one of my life's mantras because I am just a simple infantryman. I try to simplify everything that I possibly can and Google calendars is a free resource. I then color code those activities in my given day. So this is how a perfect day would go for me. From 04 to 07, that is been for self. For me, working out, reading, journaling. From seven to eight, it's devoted to family. I'm in a position and an opportunity of where I can take my children to the bus stop. And I've never been in that position being an active duty officer. So I'm fully embracing that. From eight to 1700 is devoted to the army. From 1700 to 1900 is devoted back to family. And then from 1900 to 2200 is devoted towards helping the army cultivate a coaching culture by running my coaching business. That is how my day looks like. And it's really broken up into four bins. 
my coaching, the army, my family, and self. So keep it simple. If you set up your time bins in a day of where you're giving yourself 15 minutes or one hour for a specific event and one hour for a specific event, you are going to fail because that is just way too much and you're going to cause decision fatigue. Keep it simple, stupid. If you keep stretching yourself too thin, you will reach burnout and that is unsustainable. And there's a quote by Zig Ziglar that I love. A lack of discipline, not a lack of time is the problem. We all have 24 hours in the day. The next way that you can lose at self-leadership is developing your weaknesses. So a fatal flaw that I see with leaders is spending time cultivating their weaknesses. When I was growing up, I was a very slow reader and I was diagnosed with dyslexia. So I avoided reading. And eventually when Audible came out, I discovered my passion for reading, but I found a way I found something that helped me with my weakness, overcome that, and then I grew to love it. What I'm trying to say is do not waste your time improving your weaknesses until you're operating at a very high level. And I've defined this in a previous episode with an Olympic athlete, but I'll use this metaphor of what separates a tier one unit in the military from just a normal unit. It is their ability to focus their strengths. They're a good shooter. They spend so much time at a range a day where they develop blisters on their hands. They are mastering their strengths. It takes significant time and energy to improve in the area you are not naturally talented in. You can go from average to exceptional in an area that is a natural strength, but if you're already low at something, you're never going to be extraordinary. You're just going to be average at that area. And when you focus on your weaknesses, your competition will pass you. Understand your weaknesses and find a way to overcome them by leveraging your strengths and most importantly, the strengths of others to cover your dead space. Team, I want to take a quick break from this episode and personally invite you to join our tribe. Are you looking for a community of leaders? If you are a leader at any level, join our Purposeful Accountable Leaders private Facebook or LinkedIn group. We would love to have you in the team. My mission is to create a community that allows leaders to ask questions, celebrate wins, and share lessons learned. All I ask is that you follow the B rule. Be respectful, be humble, be present, and add value to the community. You can find the link in the show notes to either join the Facebook or LinkedIn group or simply just search Purposeful Accountable Leaders. Back to the podcast. The next way that you can lose at self-leadership is being short-sighted. Leaders who are short-sighted are always defensive, not offensive-minded. To lead yourself well, you have to be able to see the long-term vision of where you are trying to go. Remember, leadership is a journey. If you are playing defense, you lose traction. Traction is critical for self-development to gain momentum and reach your full potential. Short-sighted leaders are limiting their growth and ultimately their true potential. 
Another side effect of being short-sighted is that when you are defensive-minded all the time, you're focused on the 50-meter targets. And eventually, that's going to create a toxic transitional mindset that fosters burnout because you're not going to be growing. You're going to be constantly spinning your tires with no tread in the mud, not moving because you're focused on those 50-meter targets. PALs cast a vivid vision for their lives, starting at 10-year visions that can be traced to five years to one year and then down to daily action. Stop putting out fires and start looking for the smoke, meaning operate from an aerial perspective. See the whole picture. What is the next way that you can lose at self-leadership? That is staying in your comfort zone. What got you to this point in your career is not going to get you to the future that you are envisioning. Often, leaders are afraid to assume any risk in life, and they never grow. Purposeful, accountable leaders understand how to manage risk by mitigating the chances of something is going to happen. It's okay to not know the outcome to everything in life, and I argue that it makes life fun and actually worth living. And a key trait that any leader has to have is being able to mitigate risk. It is a double-edged sword that we all walk regardless of your profession. You have to learn to mitigate risk and we're all going to fail. The journey to become a leader your team needs is built upon the failures along the way. Those failures are the best wisdom you can learn and will help you instill humility and gratitude. If you stay in your comfort zone, you may win the battle, but you're going to lose the war. And here's a quote that I created. Calculated risks are where dreams come true. The comfort zone is where your dreams die. All right. What is the final way that leaders can lose at self-leadership? And that is showing up for others. Leaders cannot show up for others until they have shown up for themselves I like to think of this as investing in yourself. It takes discipline and time to see the results you're aiming for. Taking the time to think and rebalance yourself is not a selfish act. Just throw that out. Instead, it is a caring act because you are setting the conditions to show up on purpose. To become a great leader, a purposeful, accountable leader, You need to create time to think, and you cannot do that if you're always showing up for other people and solving their problems. Once you add value to yourself, you can multiply that value into your team and start to become the leader that your team needs. You will reach decision fatigue if you are not investing in yourself and always helping others first, and that will lead to a toxic mindset and transitional leadership practices. Purposeful, accountable leaders invest in themselves because they know it will improve the team and shape them into transformational leaders when given the chance. All right, team, it's time for our after action review. What are the three key takeaways that I think you should focus on on this episode? And what are three questions that you should spend some time reflecting on? First is, let's just do a quick review of the top seven that we've covered. Fail to develop good habits, lack discipline, poor time management, developing your weaknesses, short-sightedness, 
staying in your comfort zone, and showing up for others are seven ways that leaders can fail at the first phase of leadership. But the three key ones that I really targeted is fail to develop good habits. You need to find routines in your life that are self-serving because when you grow into a higher level of leadership, your time is going to get naturally stripped away and you have to be able to invest in yourself. And that feeds into the second key takeaway is time management. You need to learn to master your calendar or someone else is going to master it and you're going to be working for them. And that is so true when you continue to progress and you take higher levels of responsibility. The third key takeaway is risk. You have to learn to be comfortable with risk. And one of these is when we advance on our leadership journey and we start to actually take over leadership positions is mission command and giving the authority to your team to the point where it feels physically uncomfortable, but being okay with risk. As a leader, you have to embrace it. Understand risk is part of the game, but you have to learn to mitigate it. So what are three questions that you should focus on? Here's the first one. What failures are you currently experiencing? How can you overcome those failures? And what does your Christmas morning look like? Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If this brought you any value at all, do me a favor, leave a comment, leave a review, and share this podcast with someone who is just starting out on their leadership journey. I'm your host, Josh McMillian, saying every day is a gift. Don't waste yours. I'll see you next time.